So, welcome everyone. It's Isaac. This is... Well, this would be the first podcast, right? I mean, the thought is I'd be doing this once or two a week, maybe two a week would make it better. But uh, just set up everything, getting ready. Um, I don't know if the sound will be perfect, but you know that's something that we'll figure out as time goes on. Try to see how to strip away the background, considering the fact that I am not in a studio. I have to always account for that, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so what's this podcast going to be about? First of all, what's the name? Well, I don't know. That's a tricky one. By the time I release this, I'll know what the name is. So it will definitely be in the title. Um, we'll have to wait and see anyway. But right now, it's unknown. Okay. Um, hold on. Well, the first question has to be, what's this podcast about? Because it has to have some kind of, I would say, topic or something similar to that. I think what we'll do is, I'm going to just talk about everything. It's going to be movies, music, mental health, other podcasts, um, politics maybe to a lesser extent, but there are some views that I have. Um, I mean, I'll start with, for example, like a thing like, people always comment about cancel culture, and um, you can say certain things, and you can say other things, and blah, 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 you know, stuff like that, and who deserves to be cancelled, who doesn't, who, all those things. You know, you have your obvious cases. You have your your Bill Cosby and your Harvey Weinstein, which are obvious. The fact that people have to debate about them being quote-unquote cancelled, some stupid shit, personally, um, I think so anyway. But there's a lower level now. Let's go from those guys. You move to a guy like, um, let's say, like Mel Gibson, who said what he said when he said it. And he seemed to strongly believe what he thought, what he said, you know. I mean, if you talk to him now, I'm pretty, pretty sure his opinion would be different, you know. As with every person, people grow, people change. But I don't know, I can't get too much into him personally great actor that's for sure a director yeah pretty good didn't like passion of the christ but that's just cause to me felt unnecessary i mean there's the jesus movie that shows up on ubc which is you know the ugandan broadcasting center no that's interesting channel obviously <laughs> it's a mistake ever by channel obviously and uh, every Christmas there used to be that Jesus movie which I've watched both in English and in Luganda Luganda which is my tribal language you know <laughs> it's funny uh, the whole tribe thing the fact that we as people still do that it's just another way to more or less separate each other the tribalism, for example. You know, the one advantage of moving around this country, I guess, 
is getting to see the different aspects of people and how they behave and react to certain things and certain situations and certain people. And the tribalism within this country is it's very interesting. It's um, everyone gets along, yes. Everyone loves each other, yes, sure. But there's a limit, you know. People will always stick with their own, you know. Amuganda will always be for Baganda, Langi will always be for Langis, you know, Lubara for Lubaras, like Aminyakoli for. Now, this is where it gets tricky. It's the Bostanas don't have as much division as the rest of the tribes. They are more or less grouped as one. The Batoro, the the Bachega maybe are different, but it, it's funny how we treat each other because it always feels to me, and maybe this is just an overreaction or oversimplification or something, but to me it always feels like we are like a step or two away from like tri tribal war at any given time, you know. I feel like it's one of those situations whereby people are looking for an excuse, you know. They're looking for a way, like if I, if a tribal, if a war started or something, let me say a civil war, I feel like people would look for a way to, I don't know, I don't want to say, I mean it would be a genocide probably, you know, it would end up like that. But that always amazes me when people say these tribalistic things about other tribes, you know. They say Amuganda is like, loves like money, they say this person is like this, this other person is like that. And to be fair, the the Baganda are or were more or less like the dominant tribe. The the one which is most proud, most boastful, you know. Which I guess would make sense since like when the British handed over the country they were basically like, Ah, right, here's your country. Um the king of Buganda is now the your president. Enjoy. And uh you know, people were not happy. Thus, the raid on the palace where they killed a bunch of people and all that. But anyway, I'll move along from that. Um, yeah, you have your. Let's go back to the whole council thing. You have your Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is one that always, always amazes me. Is um, when you hear other comedians talk about Louis C.K and uh, him getting cancelled again, quote-unquote, because in life no one is ever really cancelled. I mean, the nigga is just going to have a show like in a few weeks or months or something, and I'm sure his shows are going to be sold out, and it will be a whole war where people will be like, hey, I'm for him, you're against him. It's like how the whole mask and anti-vaccination thing came, you know, people having this stupid arguments and wars over things that really don't matter but that's how it is now this is a guy who admitted admitted that he would literally jerk off in front of women you know didn't ask they didn't ask him to no he was just like you know what i'm gonna do it and if you hear a lot of comedians talk about him the comedians will always tell you the same thing they'll be like um well you know, what he did was bad, but like, how bad was it, and blah, 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 does it deserve to be treated this way, and uh, all that, and I hear, and I hear all that, and that, you know, makes its own sense in some way. But I think the fact is this. I think the fact is, 
if you as a man or a woman, whoever, and you have a certain level of fame and success, and then some woman you're in a room with her alone, and then you pull your dick out and start jacking off, dude, you know what you're doing. You know it's not right. You know that you shouldn't be doing it. You know that that's not accepted anywhere in any shape or form. But the fact that you continue and do it, well, whatever consequences you do get, you deserve them. And you can't really bitch and complain. I watched this comedy, um, what's, what's it called? The place in LA with all the comedians, the comedy store, yeah. And every comedian seemed to have this thought of why was he getting cancelled? Why isn't he like this like this super amazing guy? And he probably is, he's probably a nice guy. You know, and that's the funny thing is he's most likely a very nice person. But the fact is, he does these things. And so whatever punishment he gets, he deserves. You can't you can't sit there and say, No, that's not right and blah blah blah. No. He did what he did, he gets what he gets, and every comedian, every comedian who defends him, I just want to be like, you know, because this is, people always tell you shit like, uh, people always say shit like, oh, I have a wife, and I have a sister, and I have a mother, so I understand how women feel, and blah, 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 fuck that. If you say all that, cool. Now you just tell me this. You tell me if your mother, your sister, your wife, your whoever, goes into a room with Louis C.K., and he pulls out his dick, unasked for, and starts doing that shit in front of her. And she comes and tells you that this motherfucker did that to her. And you're going to be like, what? You're going to be like, ah, it's just funny. It's just, no. You go and kill that guy. And that just shows you that you, you, you know how you feel about it. But because he's such an amazing comedian and a nice guy to certain people, you let that shit go. But whatever. This is not the Cancel Louis C.K. podcast. I don't give a fuck about that cancel shit. Everyone listen to whoever you want to and laugh to whoever you want to laugh to. I don't give a fuck. This nigga like um, the baby who made these super anti-gay comments like a while back. I don't listen to the baby's music and I honestly don't care about him. But that's not because I don't think he's talented. He probably is. But it's just... The music is not for me. Music is always for the young people. You know, the young people decide. The old people, there's a point you reach in life as you grow older where you you like the music you like and your thoughts are rarely, rarely changed. You know, there's very few songs and artists you listen to as you grow older who are new, who you actually like. You know, very few. Because it's just how it is. No matter the talent level and everything, it's just how it is. I don't get most rappers these days. They don't make sense to me, honestly. They, all the, the Lil Baby, Da Baby, Post Malone, all these other rappers. I actually like Post Malone, surprisingly. He's the one I was sure I would hit. But I actually like his music. It's, it's fun, it's interesting, you know. But, you know, do I like him more than I like my oldest rappers? Fuck no. Whatever. Again, the music is not for me. I'm behind. I was left behind. You know, by the time you hit, let's say, 27, that music ain't for you no more. It's for the young. You can enjoy it or you can choose not to like it, but fuck it, that's up to you. Anyway, alright, let's move on. Um,
So what I'm going to do for the first episode is by the way I just came out and started it of some I've been saying controversial shit but like you know and, and, and as, as it goes on and as the podcast grows I'll definitely have more views and more ideas on these things and I'll speak more to them honestly you know because it is how I feel so I'll say what I feel but what I want to start with was talk about my inspiration for podcasts I didn't used to listen to or really like podcasts I thought it was very I don't know almost stupid you know to be to be there listening to two people having a conversation or one person saying some shit or like a group of people I was like in my head it was always this is dumb you know it doesn't make sense and then I started listening and I'll start with my first my first podcast to ever listen to that's talk is Jericho which is obviously by Chris Jericho greatest wrestler of all time that's obviously up for debate you know amongst various people but I'm saying for me for me top five wrestlers of all time and again this is me I never liked Hulk Hogan or any of those other people because for me when I grew up watching wrestling those were not my people you know my people were Chris Jericho The Rock Stone Cold Steve Austin obviously I really do like John Moxley or formerly known as Dean Ambrose but for me to say he's one of my best <clears throat> would be a stretch it wouldn't be that much of a stretch he's probably like number six or seven and, and I'm sure in a few years he might even be number one but for now six or seven um, going back to the list definitely Shawn Michaels <laughs> like that motherfucker made me love DX. I mean, in the whole DX, I did not like the rest of the DX members. I only liked Shawn Michaels and China, who, who I mean, come on, can do a whole episode about China and how she was done dirty by the fans and the WWE and all these other people. But that's you know, some other time. Um, number five. Who's number five? I would say The Undertaker, but I would be lying. Because much as I loved The Undertaker, he just, he just wasn't for me. Especially as a kid, he used to kind of freak me out. So I can't say he was the one. Number five, that's a tough one. Daniel Bryan, that's for damn sure. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. The, the feeling and emotion that Daniel Bryan gave me when he won those two titles in that match against Triple H and I think it was Randy Orton. My God, the feeling and emotion that that guy elicits from people is crazy. Anyway, moving on. So Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho is basically Chris Jericho's podcast where he interviews people. Sometimes he just has debates. Sometimes he just talks by himself about certain things like matches he has had or something like that. But uh, he, at first I got into it because he used to talk to wrestlers, you know, and they would give their honest views. And this is the first time, not the first time, but like, you know, yeah, the first time for me to hear in depth from people the inner workings of wrestling. Because we've always known how it is. We know it's a work. A work, and uh, this is not a wrestling podcast, so I need to explain what a work is. A work is basically 
when wrestlers do a certain thing whereby it's like kayfabe and all these things i'll explain them basically they create a false situation and they act according to it it's basically just to you know elicit the correct response from you or something like that right but wrestlers would sit on his podcast and they would go in depth behind certain decisions they made uh, to their character to the story to the moves to the every it was it was so amazing to hear all that and hear all those guys speak candidly about how they felt when this happened or when Vince McMahon did this to them or whatever, whatever, whatever. It was amazing. And sure, I hate the fact that after he left WWE, they more or less X'd him out. And now his whole podcast is for people. I mean, the interviews he gets, he can never interview anyone directly in the WWE, which sucks because I would honestly love to get Roman Reigns currently as Roman is on his podcast to talk about the heel turn and everything. It's amazing, but we don't get that. But still, you get your Kenny Omega, you get your Young Bucks, you get your Cody, now Malachi, formerly Alistair Black in WWE, shit. You get your Lana, you get your Rusev. Um, Rusev is now Miro, yeah. That's a podcast that really got me. That plus the fact that me and him have more or less the same movie tests. Not the same, obviously, because I like all types of movies, but we have a similarity in the movies and directors that we like and everything. And that's nice. I always like it when I see, like, when I hear, like, Chris Jericho talk about, like, Star Wars. It amazes me, honestly. It's like, ah, man. You know, that's a guy you would not expect to be, like, I wouldn't say a nerd because it's not a nerd, but to be like into a thing like Star Wars, but you know, whatever. But he really got me, like him as a person, and you know, and you know, he's, he would always say, um, uh, what's that line, what's that line? Shit, I forgot it, I'll look it up anyway, but um, it, it, it's honestly was an amazing podcast and still is, obviously, he's still doing, you know, shows every week. Uh, yeah, so Chris would always say, in the meantime and in between time, I don't know, it's, it's a stupid thing for me to get all excited about, but that used to be the thing that he would say that would, I don't know, it was all amazing, I think it's, but that podcast works mainly because of Chris Jericho and the person he is, the type of interviewer and the storyteller and all that, and that really, that really got me, you know, and that really inspired me to really try something. I think the second one would be Fatman Beyond, which formerly was Fatman on Batman, which is Kevin Smith's podcast that he at first was doing alone, but now does with this amazing writer called Mark Bernardin. And uh, they obviously focus on geek shit because they are a bunch of geeks, but that's amazing because I'm a geek and I always wanted to have a podcast, have something that was for me. I didn't know it was a podcast, you know. But I wanted something like that where people would just sit around and just talk about the superheroes and the comics and the stuff like that that I love. And then I found that podcast and I was like, this is so amazing. And in the first iteration of it, it was all Batman-related stuff. So it would be like him talking to like comic book writers who written about Batman and then the guys who did the movies and then the artists. And it was so 
so amazing. I loved it so much. And then they decided to switch it up. So I don't know how him and Mark met, but he brought this guy Mark Bernard in on his podcast who is maybe even a deeper nerd than him, you know, and it was so amazing to just hear the both of them, you know, sit down and really just talk about shit that people in life will tell you is pointless, you know, talking about Batman's decision to do this and Superman does this and who does, <laughs> and it's so crazy and then they review the movies. I remember, I think if I was to really recommend one podcast episode for anyone who is like man I don't know about this Batman fat man whatever thing is I think they need to listen to the episode where Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin review Justice League the first one you know the Josh Whedon garbage that came out but that that was the funniest episode where they completely just shit on this movie and you know and Kev like as if it's my friend anyway but Kevin Smith slightly holds back a little bit because he doesn't want to shit on all these things because I'm sure he knows some of these guys I mean his former friend or, or current friend Ben Affleck was Batman so he obviously doesn't want shit on it but he just can't help it because it's such a horrible horrible movie but whatever Mark Bernardi Mark does not hold back like I, I'd be amazed you know at first, when I was, you know, first started listening to the podcast and Mark Bernardin would shit on these movies and give better ideas what they should have done, my first thought would always be like, man, will this guy ever get employed in Hollywood ever? And clearly he, he, he will and he has. But that's mainly because of the talent that the guy shows. It's just, it's just incredible. The guy can take a story and just give you the most amazing story. You know, about like um, there's a like a movie comes out and the director made wrong decisions and Mark Bernardin explains to you in detail what you would have done to make this point better than this one and then to create this and that and and I'm just sitting there amazed like damn I hadn't even thought about that and that's how it is oh, man he's, he's such an amazing guy and 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 you could see when he first came on the podcast he wasn't there. He wasn't where he's at now. Like he would talk and say and bring out his points and everything, but he was more quiet, more reserved. Once in a while, he would try to throw in a joke, but then you see the joke hasn't hit the way he thought it would hit in his head, maybe. And then he would not exactly recoil, but you you could see like because that didn't land, he would he would like keep quiet a little bit. <laughs> but he developed himself and became this amazing podcaster right and now he's getting all these opportunities to make movies and to write stuff and he's actually doing his first movie short film sure but it's still a movie and it's like man it's crazy he did a kickstarter which i did not contribute to which i feel shitty about you know if i should have given at least like five dollars just to like you know someone i, I believe in and trust in to make good stories I should have given him some kind of I don't know um something to show how invested I am in his talent and his personality and everything but I didn't anyway moving on that's an amazing podcast everyone should really check it out it's it's quite fun I mean sometimes mm, mm, 
maybe of late it, it it's slightly I don't know with the with the adverts that they do in the show I really don't like that but at the same time they gotta make money you know so I can't really hate on it and you can always forward past adverts so it's not even a complaint anyway let's move on right next podcast the one the only the one which is probably or was naturally is definitely my favorite podcast of all time how did this get made you know I mean I'm sure a bunch of you have heard about how did this get made but basically I'll explain it it's done by these three I don't call them comedians because they're not exactly comedians but they're comedic actors so there's Paul, Jason and June June Diane Rayfield right jason manzoukas paul shea so basically what they do is this it's a movie podcast so they sit down and they talk about movies that they've just watched you know and it's not good movies well hmm. well some of the movies are good actually no that's wrong some of the movies are good but what it is essentially is movies that are horrible but are also fun well most of the time you know sometimes they're just horrible movies but most of the time they're movies that in in, in intention you know i guess they're supposed to be good no 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 no. i'm wrong let me explain it more this way most of the time it's bad movies that are fun you know you and you've ever watched a movie and you think to yourself this is so horrible but it's so much fucking fun and those are the movies they do they do those movies where you watch and you like like for example and i actually got a little bit angry when they did this movie they did face off and i was like face off is maybe the most perfect movie of all time you know but face off is a movie that's not the most intelligent <laughs> you know it's 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 one of those movies it should be horrible it should, face off should be the worst movie ever and yet it is the most fun movie ever because of everything that john woo nicholas cage and john travolta did those three people were like fuck whatever movie you guys think you're in we're gonna do our own thing john woo random shit people are just standing there walking doves fly and you're like why are doves in a church but they are there and they do their thing and they add to all the fun nicholas cage i mean what what can be said about nicholas cage that hasn't been said the man is he's a fucking genius to be honest like he's a genius like people can say whatever they want to say about him but the man is a motherfucking genius right and then you have John motherfucking Travolta I think if I was to rate John Travolta's three greatest performances of all time uh, number one Saturday Night is it, where, is it Saturday Night Live? hmm it's interesting anyway the movie where he was dancing disco like that is honestly one of the greatest movies I've ever seen and it was so cool 
Ah, staying alive, I think is the name actually. Why am I saying Saturday night? Hmm. That's weird. Anyway, that movie was awesome. It, it's the only thing ever to ever make me want to do disco. Mm, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. There used to be a place called Club Silk in Kampala that used to have a TGIF night. This was before TGIF became, I think it was called TGIF or whatever. But it was every first Friday of the month and they used to play like techno and disco music and that, that was also really amazing. But anyway, so back to John Travolta performances. That, Staying Alive, right, sure. Number two, obviously Pulp Fiction. I mean, come on. The guy fucking killed it in Pulp Fiction. That was amazing. Fucking amazing. But number three is Face Off. I mean, actually not even number three, that's number one is face off the acting performances that those guys did i remember like at the end when like um nicholas cage as john travolta is trying to stab john travolta as nicholas cage with like a spear gun and everything and it's fucking this after this amazing butchers and all this cool ass action and john travolta starts like slicing the face like to like damage it so that this guy never gets it and then Nick Cage is like, die! And then like kicks him and stabs him and then shouts, die! <laughs> okay, I know I haven't explained it well, but if you watch the movie, you'll get what I'm talking about. Amazing, honestly amazing. Anyway, yeah, so they, so how did this get made? And going back, what they do is, they discuss these movies and like, they ask questions like, what was the director thinking for this scene to be like this and for that to be like that? You know, it's, it's, it's honestly quite amazing. It really is quite amazing. But um, they, they used to sit and like talk like to themselves and they always have a guest like a comedian or someone, one of their friends. That person, uh, sometimes Seth Rogen, sometimes it's Adam Scott, sometimes it's Paul F. Tompkins, sometimes it's less known comedians, but still funny people. I mean, come on, there's um, Nicole Bayer, 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 whatever. She did this episode about uh, the Kumate blood spot. And my God, that's just another one. I don't want to spoil it actually. So I'll just say that's another one that needs to be seen because it's classic. Not seen, okay, had, whatever, but it's a classic one. And like, anytime I meet her anywhere, if I ever meet her in this world, <laughs> no, if I say this, I'll have spoiled it, so I'll just keep quiet. But there's something I'll tell her if I ever see her, and she'll know where it's from because of that podcast, because it's so amazing. So, what they did is they used to have a normal, ordinary podcast where they would sit around in a group and discuss with those other comedians about why this movie is horrible to be honest that that's a discussion why did the director choose this why is this like this why is it like this and it's not actually serious questions it's comedy you know it's a show and they just have fun and they they just riff off each other you can see that they are really comedic geniuses and they improvise a lot and obviously you know when it started Jason Manzukis is one of my yeah, one of my best actors of all time, comedy-wise, like honestly. One of the greatest to ever do it. And I hate the fact that he doesn't get enough enough roles or enough chances to really show off who he is. I keep waiting for Netflix or Amazon or someone to give him his own show to do his own thing, but 
I don't know. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet, but whatever. But he comes in and he kills it completely, as he always does. And he's he's the funniest. He's the craziest. He does all the stupid shit, that nice shit, the funny. It's amazing. And uh, at first, when you first start listening to it, he slightly overshadows his his co-hosts, you know. And then the further you watch, you realize that his co-hosts are at the same level he's at. Paul Shear acts as the, I want to say the straight man, but not, not exactly the straight man he acts. He acts like, you know, the sensible one almost. And he, but he is super funny, super quick on his feet with all the jokes and the everything. And then his wife, Junde and Rayfield, they have this bit that I can't believe that three or something years listening to that podcast that bit still gets me but they do a thing whereby every time they're on stage and he introduces her she walks onto stage and is like how are you doing and she's like i'm fine and it's like it's it doesn't sound funny when i say it but it's like a funny bit because they act like as if they're not married like as if this is the first time they've seen themselves in like two years it's like Every time it still gets me, which is crazy. It should not be that funny after now. Anyway, but so what those guys did is, these days, well not these days because Corona fucked up the whole world, but before this, um, when everyone was allowed to be together and socialize, they used to do shows whereby they 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 have like a a theater or what should I call it, an auditorium or something. And they come out and they do like a panel, you know, they talk amongst each other on a stage with fans and they interact with the fans and sometimes they take the fans' comments and then, and that is the greatest version of how did this get made, which kind of really fucked me up because I love that version so much that when the pandemic came, going back to the sitting at home, you know, on Zoom calls, they're discussing a movie that, that 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 like i was like mm, I, I don't like this i don't like this at all it's all right it's good i mean it's it's something but it was just like it's funny but it's like they would, this would be so much better if they were in front of an audience i think for me that's the one podcast that really suffered a lot from the pandemic well only for me though because i'm pretty sure people like the other shows and the other shows are nice actually they are quite amazing it's just that the audience shows the 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 auditorium shows are like 10 levels above so it it, it makes it hard to go back down to this other one which is better than almost every other podcast out there but not the same as the other level you know anyway that's, that's just the thing there's one other podcast, um, but there's some others, but I'm going to just mention a few things. There's one other podcast called Inside of You by Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum is the guy who used to play Lex Luthor on Smallville. He's the guy who used to play Lex Luthor on Smallville, the TV show, right? And he, he is the best Lex Luthor I've ever seen in my time. Gene Hackman is an amazing Lex Luthor, but he's not the same as he's not the same as Michael Rosenbaum. You know, Michael Michael Rosenbaum is the best Lex Luthor ever. 
the fact that they never called him back for Batman v Superman or whatever, man, that's, that just doesn't make sense to me, but whatever, you know, it is what it is. You know, I guess it's good they didn't call him for Batman vs Superman, because that was trash. But anyway, moving on. It wasn't trash, okay? It wasn't trash, but it's just that it was Batman vs Superman. It should have been the greatest movie of all time. And it was like, I don't know, not even like the top 20 superhero movies of all time, which is truly a shame, but whatever. Anyway, but he does this podcast where he talks to different people about, um, well, his podcast is weird. He gets uh, actors and everyone, actors, musicians, whatever, but his main thing is he wants to talk to people about like the struggles that they have because he himself deals with a lot of anxiety and you know and uh, some mental not mental issues I don't say it like that because it's not mental issues but mental um, how do I say it frustrations mental frustrations and um, how people feel how they get into their acting process and a bunch of other stuff he's he really knows how to get to people and interview them and he's always trying to get down into people's minds and their psyches to try to understand them I mean although he himself admits that um, he doesn't really know about what he's talking about not that he doesn't really know what he's talking about but he himself admits that he's not an expert at all he's trying to talk to people and trying to understand himself more and everything and I honestly feel because I was there for the beginning of the podcast but I honestly feel like as time goes on and as he does more and more podcasts and as he talks to more people, he understands himself more and understands the world more and is actually growing and becoming a better person. And I don't know, it's a, it's a weird one. I think that one, not only is it an amazing podcast, but also see what, how someone changes and how someone evolves with the work they do it's just it's, it's honestly awesome you know but anyway again I'm probably biased because he's my Lex Luthor but you know it's an amazing show now there are two podcasts that uh, probably the two hmm, alright I'll say this another podcast who needs an honorable mention is Serial um by that lady whose name I've completely forgot, but the one about Adnan Syed, the guy who was accused of killing his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, whatever it was. Um, that one is amazing. And if anyone loves podcasts, they definitely have to listen to that one. It is, wow. It's like one of the best ever. Like, but then again, it's about a certain situation and about a certain scenario, so maybe that is different. The two podcasts that I wanted to remove from that, which I really love, but I wanted to put them aside. Obviously, and let me say this: those not only podcasts I listen to; those are just the ones that are the most on my mind, and so those would be the other ones I suggest for people. Like, if anyone asks me what's a good podcast to listen to, I would suggest for them one of the other three. Fatman Beyond Talk is Jericho How Did This Get Me? Those would be my recommendations. And if I see that person, if I see those three are not for that person, Syria then. Mm-hmm. 
but there are these two podcasts now which are special belong in their own category because those guys are legends in the game you know no matter how much you can call it legends um, there's Mark Maron's WTF podcast and then there's Joe Rogan of course you know and those are two wildly different podcasts but amazing podcasts Joe Rogan probably the biggest podcaster of all time probably I mean that in, in numbers and in money as well I guess I mean the nigga got 200 million for his podcast who knew a podcast is worth 200 million if you told me a movie a what yeah but a podcast fuck and then there's Mark Maron, who was one of the most interesting podcasts ever. He does these conversations with these actors, comedians, directors. He, he honestly, maybe what puts him above Joe Rogan in some respect is he definitely has the best guests ever. You know, other people have guests, sure, and they're good guests, but he has the best guests ever. You know, from. Uh, you know, live alone Quentin Tarantino because Quentin did both podcasts but all these amazing actors and comedians and whoever and Joe Rogan on the other hand has also the same you know amazing actors and what but not at the same level as Mark Maron although Joe Rogan does bring in now he has these military guys who are professionals these, these scientists these all these all these other crazy ones and and in a way maybe maybe they're at the same level on guests but me as a guy who is more interested in i don't know if more interested but who who loves the hollywood and the and the comedians and the movies and stuff i in my mind maron has better guests in reality they're probably at the same level what also helps joe rogan is he does this three hour thing which Honestly, it's quite tiresome. I don't know if I want to listen to a podcast for three hours, but but I mean, they get everything said, everything done. You know, they cover every angle. It's a lot of time, though, three hours to be listening to something. I mean, and that's I feel like where he loses out. You know, the whole. It's a whole investment. I really liked it when it was on YouTube because I wouldn't have to listen to the whole podcast at once. I would get clips of it, you know. So I listened to like a few minutes here. I stop. I listened to a few other minutes there. Blah, blah, blah. Then it gets this $200 million Spotify deal. And I'm like, oof. I have to pay for Spotify. I don't care about him that much to pay for Spotify. Which is also cheap, and I probably could, but nah, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 and it's crazy because I was never really into Joe Rogan like that. I used to listen to the podcasts he would do when he was someone I cared about, like when he did the Kevin Smith one or, or whoever or whoever. But uh, I really started getting into Joe Rogan podcasts when I started listening to Joey Diaz, who also has an amazing podcast. But Joey Diaz was talking on Rogan, and if, if anyone knows Joey Diaz, 
who I guess I would say comedian slash actor, is one of the funniest, most crazy, outrageous people ever, 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 ever. You know, and if you listen to his podcast on Joe Rogan, you can, you can like die laughing. Like that's how, that's how crazy it is. The stories he has about coke, and like cocaine, and like all these other things, and, and the man has this encyclopedic knowledge. And you'd be like, okay, well then I'll just go listen to Joey Diaz's podcast. No. Yeah, I mean I have listened to his podcast and it's very good. I would also recommend, but him on Rogan, it's a step like above, above, above. But you know, Maron and Rogan, there's, there's this whole thing that they have some kind of beef. I don't know. I honestly don't care. They're both amazing and they should just both be fine. And I'm sure they're both making money from it. You know, um, Rogan now a lot more, but you know, it's it's whatever. Both of them, I love their podcasts. None of them, would I say, is my favorite podcast. But I do like hearing Mark Myron talk to other people and his insights on stuff. And also, I like him as a character. Like, um, I know that's his real personality, but as a character, he's fun. You know, like, you should watch his TV show called Myron. Amazing fucking TV show. Amazing where he acts up his character, the way you expect him, you know, cranky. Not old man, but cranky motherfucker, <laughs> you know. It's quite fun. Rogan um, has never been my best comedian or anything like that. I do like him, and I do agree with, more, not most of his views, but some of his views, and I really do like listening to him talking about uh, professional fighting, UFC in particular because you know he's very knowledgeable and I really do like UFC and, and you know he's one of the best commentators ever. Him when him and Daniel Cormier with Joseph I've forgotten the other guy's name. And Nick, I think I don't know how to say it. But yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Anyway. Oh one more podcast I I can't leave out. One one which is more of a two pattern. There's a comedian called Bobby Lee who is maybe the funniest comedian ever to not have a special <laughs> which is a stupid thing to say because very few professional comedians don't have specials but he's the greatest comedian without a special i would say that he's definitely in my top 10 greatest comedians of all time i would say top five but again he doesn't have a special so how can i say he's the greatest if i've never even had him do an hour yeah it's um it you know it, it just can't work you know it's like he's definitely in the top 10 he's probably in the top three but again he has never done a special so i can't say for sure he's never done one hour of comedy on like hbo or something so how can i say for sure that he's one of the best that's always going to be a bit of a problem until he does that special for me anyway um but he has his two podcasts his one called Tiger Belly, which he does with his girlfriend called Kalila, who, you know, when I first when I first listened to his podcast, I did not care for any of the other people in the face. This guy called Gilbert, and like as I said, his girlfriend Kalila. Now I know all of them. I even know their producer George, who is 
podcast. It's just so funny. But it's one of the best podcasts. The guy is made, he's so funny and so self-degrading. But at the same time, he bigs himself up while acting like he's not. And then he, he it's just very nice, you know. And it's, it's, it feels honest, although it's also comedy. So, you know, there's a lot of bits and stuff. But, like, it's so amazing. Then he has this other podcast with this guy, Andrew Santino. Who is another awesome awesome comedian who for me i think is is going to reach like new heights i feel like he's going to be like in 10 years he's going to be at the top you know he's in that new tv show with little dicky called dave and he absolutely kills it and he he, he needs he, he needs to figure out how to do something by himself like his own show you know I mean, the other redhead got cancelled, so he can be the new redhead on TV. Ah, yeah, man, maybe that I was supposed to be funny, but maybe it's just mean. I'm not exactly racist, but racial, not racial. Um, well, definitely insensitive, and I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, Kiki, I can honestly see him doing a show like the way Louis had his show, you know. And I, I show like that about just this miserable comedian. <laughs> like, I feel like he could really do something good. Ah, anyway, anyway, all right. Uh, that's enough for now. This will be the first episode. Whoever is listening, I just want to thank you. Um, the podcast equipment. My girlfriend bought it, and I uh, would really like to thank her because. Is something I've been saying I'm going to do for a year and a half longer and I never ever I guess got the courage to do it but I'm so happy I did and I'm so happy she did this for me and um yeah let's uh, get this out there and see what happens alright thank you and uh well I'll probably come up with stuff of how to sign out how to introduce it how to do what maybe I'll just talk who knows we'll see how it goes I, um, goodbye.